Hello and welcome to Real Talk, a real estate podcast that is focused on the people who work in this industry. My name is Harvey Coker with the Oxford Street Partners real estate team at Cascade Hassan Sotheby's International Realty in Vancouver, Washington, and I'm so excited to bring this podcast to you. Each week, I will be speaking with different agents and people in the industry to hear all about them, who they are, their experiences, their stories, why they do what they do, and how they are adapting to an ever-changing landscape. While at g and I was fortunate enough to sit down with Julie with Pacific Sotheby's in San Diego. Julie has taken her business to the next level in the last couple of years, and we discussed how she has done that while balancing life at home with her wonderful family. Okay, we're here. We're here. We're here. Um, welcome to Real Talk. I appreciate you making some time thank while you. we're at g and Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming out here to this incredible home. Oh, it's fantastic, right? This has been amazing. We had a little tour, a little walk around. Tour was great. It's pretty great. Um, so uh, if you want to know what you can buy for this amount of money in Vegas, come look at this house because it's absolutely unbelievable. That downstairs, like it's incredible. And you haven't even seen upstairs. I there's, don't think there's you, an upstairs. There's an upstairs. I haven't even seen upstairs. It's the yet. guest quarters. Oh, the guest quarters. Yes. Oh, okay. That's when you know it's good. Yes. When there's guest quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How how's it been so far? You flew in what day? I flew in on Sunday. Uh, my flight was a little delayed, so it was uh-huh. a little hectic because I was trying to make the ninja meeting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I made it. I was a little late. Um, felt a little frazzled running. It was like on the opposite end of the check-in. Of course it where, was. <laughs> so, of course it was. Uh, but I made it. Um, and uh, from there, it was go go. Go. It's literally been nonstop. <laughs> it's been nonstop. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to catch up on my sleep once I return to San Diego. So I uh, made a rookie mistake. Uh-oh. Uh, I have a listing shoot at 10 a.m. on Friday. No. I land at midnight on Thursday night, and we have a client event Friday evening. So I've made that mistake. <laughs> I was on a cruise two weeks ago, and I did the same thing. I had a listing appointment. I, I, re- I got in San Diego. Late on Sunday and early morning Monday, after being gone eight days, I had an appointment. <sighs> that that was a rookie mistake. That's a rookie mistake. <laughs> you thought I learned. So I was a lifeguard in my past life back in England. Oh, and you used to you think that you know going into work the next day, first thing in the morning after a trip, <laughs> you think you would just not make that mistake. Everyone, and I think people just look at us as well and think, oh, you make your own schedule, so you can do what you like. Sometimes it's a little bit unavoidable. It's unavoidable, especially when you're out of town and you have to make up so much work. I know. And clients are calling while you're out of town. So you don't want to let them down. So it's like, okay, I land on Sunday. I'll, I'll be back there Monday morning. Monday like, morning. <laughs> First thing, Monday morning. I eight o'clock, you wanted me to eight? Fine. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, I don't know about you, but I found myself um, scrambling at different points to get work done in little pockets of time as we're out here. And I think, I've spoken to a lot of people who've been feeling the same way. Because as much as you pr- you try and prepare, <laughs> you know, we all know our our work is so ever-changing all the time. Yeah. And anything can happen at any minute. And uh, I saw someone running yesterday. I saw them running from the conference room. So I, I was in the morning session. Yes. Um, and I, I left about halfway through because I had to go finish an inspection response. And right after I walked out, someone came out and ran past me 
And she was on the phone. She was like, I'm running to my laptop now. I'm running to my laptop now. And it's <laughs> probably about, a counter offer or something. <laughs> something, something like that. And if that doesn't sum up <laughs> what our life is like for these events, then nothing does. But for sure. I have a listing going live on Thursday. So uh-huh. tomorrow. And I got my listing videos, my pictures, everything while I've been on this trip. So I've been mm-hmm. in my free time starting to upload everything. Your free time. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your free time since we've been here? What do you class as free time on this trip? Um, getting ready for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. I'm in the bathroom. I have my laptop going and I'm drying my hair. <laughs> no, that's multitasking at its finest. Yeah. Right uh, there. Um, have you enjoyed the event so far? Oh it's my been... gosh. It's been um, unbelievable. It's my first G&E mm-hmm. and I've been to smaller networking events. Uh-huh. My first one was the One Summit last March. Was that Miami? That was uh, West Palm West Beach. West Palm Beach. And that was amazing. Um, if there's another one, you should definitely go. Yeah, um, we, what month was that? March. Oh, so March last year. Yeah, we didn't join Sotheby's till June, July. Okay. So uh, everybody, a lot of people have said that they went to One Summit. That was, and that they absolutely loved it. it. It was fantastic. And then in October... I went to the Refocus, which was in LA. Uh-huh. Awesome. I, I really like the smaller events. The big events, I mean, there's what, what 3,000 people? Is there, I've heard 3,000. I've heard 4,000. I don't know what Somewhere the number the is. Okay. And, and you feel. You feel it. The people. And it's, it's, it's a lot of people. But it's nice because the people that I've met at those smaller events, I'm running into them mm-hmm. and walking to, you know, like they just... Walking back to my room, I'm running into people. So it's been awesome. It's been good. I think um, I realized the sheer scale and a number of people, you know, because you come to Vegas and you come to a place like the Wynn and it's so big and you (laughs) think you're not even going to see a lot of people most of the time. And then you get a (laughs) check-in and that's a long walk down there. (laughs) And then you see the line backed up the whole, basically the whole way. And you think, oh my goodness. This is a whole other level at this point. It's, it really is. And what's really cool is when you walk around and you have your name badge on Mm -hmm. and you recognize other people with the same name badge. And so I I am a little shyer of a person, but when I see somebody with a Sotheby's name tag or name badge, I will walk right up to them and introduce myself. I feel like they're part of the family. You're shy? I am. You're shy? I am a little bit. Okay, so <laughs> you are one of the first Sotheby's people that I reached out to earlier this year after my knee surgery. Yeah. And we had the best conversation that day. Yeah. The best. And um, I've been so looking forward to meeting you ever since, but I did not take away that you're shy from that conversation. So I am great with smaller, small groups. Okay. Like one-on-one, smaller groups. But when like... I get a little bit of anxiety, like when from the one summit when I went, mm-hmm. I I was so stressed out, like I'm, I don't know anybody. I'm gonna walk in the room, but I realize everybody, to some extent, feels that. Yeah. And um, the more I do it, it's it's a good uncomfortable thing for me. Yeah. Because I know I'm growing, but yes, I I am a little introverted and. Um, but I'm great on the with the small groups. Like yeah. people never know I hide it real. That's a good quality to have. <laughs> That's a really good quality to have. Um, I think it's been really interesting. So you, you came in Sunday. I've loved that everybody's had name tags and everybody's been wearing them everywhere oh. as well. Because Saturday when I came in, <laughs> it was it was so funny. We were um walking through you walk through the hotel 
and you're seeing groups of people and you're thinking, I bet you're Sotheby's. You can tell. You can, like... You can tell. But you could tell we were getting in the... Because we're all in two places. We're either in... Um, Encore. Uh, in the Wynn or the Tower Suites, those two places. And um, most people are in... As you go down the resort lift, it's on the left-hand side. I think most people are within about 10 floors of each other. Um, so you see people going in the lift on Saturday and you, you sit there and you kind of you see each other look and think, I think they're Sotheby's, but <laughs> I don't know yet. I won't know till Monday. But then you see them in the lift again later and then they get it next morning and then someone's like, you're Sotheby's, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the chaos? Yeah. Have I said chaos. the chaos? That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> I, th I think that's the way it's been because... Um, so I came from the Hassan company and we had such great events with when we when we put on events for our company um but you you come somewhere like this and you just meet so many different people from everywhere and everybody wants to talk and engage all the time oh yeah and then you end up three o'clock in the morning talking to 50 people still and then you get no sleep I know I've heard about those late nights and I'm typically 10 o'clock I'm turning into a pumpkin and going to <laughs> bed and I've had a little bit later but um yeah, not not those late, but not those late. I, uh, I've been to Vegas a few times, and I thought, yeah, hey, I'm going for a business conference. I'm not going to be. Yeah, that that was. This a, is a mistake. This it's is very so, social. It's it's social, and then it's Sotheby's social. That's it's a whole different level. Totally. I've met some unbelievable people here. I don't know about you, who um, I would never get the chance to meet unless I, you know, specifically flew to where they were or something. Yeah. And already, I know I'm going to be in contact with these people every week, every other week. I mean, where can you be in the room with somebody from Tahiti, New Zealand, you know, Japan, Canada? I mean, we've got people from France here. I mean, it's, and I'm missing a ton, yeah. obviously, but that's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's it's very hard to meet people unless, you, like you said, you go to those places. Now, I did go to Tahiti and I did meet Jock, who's over there. Have oh, you, you got did? a chance to meet him yet? No, I haven't. <gasps> I met to. the I met the Japanese contingent and they are yeah. hilarious. Oh. They're absolutely fantastic people. I'm so glad I met them. Um, I met last night and the night before. Wow! And uh, I'll definitely be reaching out to them. So my aunt flies for British Airways. I have two. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, and one yeah. of them flies Tokyo quite often. Oh. So I might kind of connect them next time she flies over there and see if they can yeah, show them around a little bit or, or something. That's neat. That's, That's the really beauty neat. of this, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of this. So I have found. When I travel to different areas, I just started doing this, but when I go traveling, I make a point to reach out to an agent mm -hmm. in that area. And Jock, who I told you about, um, I reached out for our 10-year anniversary. My husband surprised me and booked a trip to Tahiti. It was like my bucket list out of all places, like my dream. And That's a round of applause. Yeah, that. totally. That's, well. a, that's a great 10-year anniversary gift. So... Um, I reached out to Jock, but I wasn't sure um, if I was going to be able to fit it in at the beginning or the end of the trip because okay. I just was. So I reached out to him, and he was like, "Yeah, just let me know your itinerary." And and I dropped the ball. Oh no! What happened? And we had a flight, got in, and we were. I was exhausted. Um, we were at breakfast in the hotel, and Jock didn't know I was there. He actually probably forgot. I see him. He is so recognizable. And he's got his Sotheby's name tag. 
And I said to my husband, um, is this that guy? Like I had him on Facebook <laughs> and it was. I waited for him to be done with his client meeting. He would just happen. It was such a chance meeting. Oh, that's great timing. And I was like, oh, are you talking? He was like, yes. And I'm like, I'm Julie. You probably don't remember me. And he sat with us for at least an hour while we had breakfast and the nicest guy. And now I keep running into him at events and I feel like he's family. Isn't it also really interesting how when you meet someone at this event the first time, you then see them. All 20 the time. <laughs> more times in the next day and a half. Yes. It's so interesting. Um, uh, I met a couple of people from Miami on Sunday. Miami's representing. There are so many <laughs> Florida contingents out yes. here. Florida, uh, like one Sotheby's, Premier Sotheby's. Um, there's a lot of Russ Lion Sotheby's as well from Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. There's a lot coming from that way. Absolutely. Um, and I, I applauded the Florida. I was, well, I say I applauded the Florida ones because they travel far. They did not travel anywhere near as far as some other people who made it. So I really shouldn't applaud that. It's not that bad. The New Zealand people, they I think they they were the ones that won the, yeah. the travel contest. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess they did. <laughs> New Zealand, Japan, you're coming from that side of the country. That's mm -hmm. that's some commitment. But that just shows how much they, they love the brand too, that Absolutely. they're willing to come this far and how much it means to to their business too. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, I've been learning ever since last summer is just how much it means to people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just, cool, I'm with Sotheby's now, I can just use that name. It actually means something to them as well. Oh, absolutely. And I, the longer I'm with the brand, the longer I feel that, like the more I feel it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was with two other brands before I saw the light. And <laughs> I'm, I, it, this is it. Nothing compares. The, uh, the, that's like one of the things. Nothing compares. But really, nothing compares. Yeah. It's we network like no other brand. We have the the agents are just like I don't know. I just can't even describe it. Like it's indescribable to me mm -hmm. how awesome our agents are. Yeah, and you could pick up the phone anytime and call somebody. And that that for me that's a hard thing. I always I want to do it, but it's like I don't want to bother them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to interrupt their day. But I know when I get I got a lot of calls before GE, like just reaching out, hey, I saw you're gonna be at GE. I want to, to just like you did. Mm -hmm. And it made my day. Like so I just need to I guess think about it that way, like and reach out to people. Well yeah. I, um it's so it's so interesting because what I, as I said, what I loved about the Hassan Company is the culture we had. And when we merged, we felt it was the perfect merger. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I find a lot of the time is when you call around, even if you're just calling a listing agent to get information on one of their listings, you have a client who's interested, sometimes you're not really able to have a best conversation with them. Even if you just want to have a conversation about something, mm -hmm. it can be quite difficult. I've not found that one single time with one single Sotheby's agent that I've spoken to. No. Everyone's been so open to conversation. Doesn't matter what about. Oh yeah, they'll take the time. Like I've, I know people were like on their way to maybe the bathroom, and they they see me and I, I wave to them, mm -hmm. and they actually stop and they take yeah. five minutes. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Do you have to go? <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom. Please go. I'll find you later. <laughs> exactly. I'll see you again sometime in the next forty eight hours. But they'll take the time, and time yeah. is like the most valuable asset. And I feel that people with Sotheby's are willing to give the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just amazing. That's amazing. So you mentioned you were with two previous brands. Mm -hmm. So how long ago were you with each one? Okay. So I started my career with real estate 16 years ago. Okay. Um, and I was with the first brand for five years. And then I um, 
there was there's a have you heard of Coronado, California? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love Coronado. So Coronado's. Yeah. I did a Fourth uh, of July trip to San Diego oh. a few years ago, and uh, I was really disappointed we didn't go there because I'd reached out to a couple of people um, who just friends of mine who had spent some time around there, and everybody said you got to go to Coronado. If if I was your tour guide. You would have gone to tour. <laughs> so when you come. <laughs> See, now we're connected. Yes. You will be my tour guide in the future. Yes. Coronado is one of the most beautiful cities. It is just historic. It's We have the Hotel Dell. It's a beautiful beach. It's a military town. People actually wave to cops when they're driving by, like the fire. It's just, it's, it, it's just amazing. My dream someday is to be able to live in Coronado. Okay. Like that's. I, I live it's about, in, insanely expensive. It, yeah, 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 pretty expensive. Yeah. So back then I thought, well, okay, how can I live in Coronado? Okay, well, if I sell real estate in Coronado, <laughs> <laughs> then I can afford to live in Coronado. So I joined brand number two, um, and I was there for almost two years. I hosted open houses. I did broker opens. I joined the Rotary. I mean, I did everything. But let me tell you, my my broker that was over there said, "Well, the Coronado agent or um, clientele are very loyal, mm-hmm. and they're it's an older clientele, and they they've had their realtors for all these years." And I learned that. Yeah. And so when I became pregnant with my firstborn, um, I started getting a little tired of driving over the bridge, and sometimes traffic would build up if there was an issue on the bridge. So. My friend who was with Sotheby's said, well, you really should consider Sotheby's. And I was like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm worthy. Like I, I felt... Really? I did. I felt like I needed to... Because it's high end. And I felt, I felt like I needed to... Now, if I was Coronado, maybe, you know. So, but before, before I knew it, the owner is calling me. I was like, why is he calling me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was big as a house. I was so pregnant. and But it was perfect because we had a La Mesa office, mm-hmm. which was just down the street from my house. And I no longer had to go over the bridge. And I was signed up. And my business since then has tripled. That's so, amazing. And I attribute all of that to the brand and my network. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, obviously San Diego is a... It's a higher price point area mm-hmm. as well. Um, do you think that's just a natural connection that people make is the brand to San Diego and it just fits that well? Well, it, it definitely is a great fit. Yeah. But I do not think, I, I think East Coast, people really associate Sotheby's with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I do need to do a little bit of education with sellers. I think they're calling me because I'm with Sotheby's. Okay. However... They are called, you know, they they just don't really know much about the brand, but they yeah. heard it's great. I've heard it's great. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, great. Um, so during the listing consultation, that's what we're discussing. How does that conversation go? It it's amazing. Like by what what I've noticed, and this is this is the biggest thing, and this is what sellers want to hear, and this is mm-hmm. this is really the thing that matters the most. I've noticed because I've been with two other brands before, my listings get way more attention with the Sotheby's brand and being under Sotheby's than I ever did with those other two brands. Interesting. And I get more 
like online traffic. I, I just, so much more. Like, and I, I see it. It happened like the first listing. I noticed it and I was like, wow, well maybe. And then it's, yeah. And so that, that is what a seller wants to hear. And yeah. that is the truth. And I've noticed that. And um, it's all of the stuff that the brand where they syndicate, mm -hmm. we're, we're getting, and, and I, can, I can see it. But somebody who's maybe only been with Sotheby's or they don't know any better. Like, yeah. they, it's just the way of life. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way of life at that point. Yeah. But it's great that you see the difference mm -hmm. and have that experience. Because I think um, we're so early in our journey with Sotheby's, you know, from, from our end, from our, our merger last year. Um, I think uh, it will be, it, maybe it'll take a little bit longer. You know, we see it a little bit, but I, I get the question a lot. How can you sell this house? What do you mean? Well, this house is only 400,000. It was Sotheby's. You can't sell this house. Of course I can. And, you know, having that conversation that it's, it's the service, it's not the price point. Exactly. That everybody brings to the table. Exactly. Um, but what I've loved is I've loved picking the brains of people who have been doing this for a while with Sotheby's and just saying, hey, how do you approach this conversation? You know, and how often do you see it? Because that's, I don't know maybe if you see it as much in San Diego yeah. with the price points where they are as well. Um, but do you come across that still? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. But um, every so often I do. Maybe somebody, it's a first-time seller or... Um, most of my most of my businesses repeat clients now, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, but yes, I do I do run into that sometimes with somebody I've never dealt with yeah. before, and um, but or maybe they're not from San Diego because we we do have a lot of transplants. And, so, where so. do you think your biggest feeder markets are? My biggest feeder market um, right now is the Bay Area. When yeah. COVID happened and everybody was working remotely. Um, the Bay Area is, is quite expensive mm -hmm. uh, compared to San Diego. And we had quite a bit of people moving in. And actually, the funniest thing is I market to the Bay Area. Okay. I, my social, anytime I have a listing, I do an ad for San Diego. Okay. And I do an ad for the Bay Area. And the funny thing is, I get three times the views in the Bay Area than I do in San Diego of Funny that same that same exact ad, same mm -hmm. thing. Um, but in the last three listing, uh, four listings I've had have all been sold to Bay Area people. Now I don't know if they came from the ad because they were represented by somebody else, and I didn't okay. want to. But didn't want to ask, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> well, so so you can track all that stuff, and that that's uh -huh. so good to have as well. Yeah. When did you start doing that? I started doing that. Right after we re like, not I want to say right after we reopened, but um, maybe towards the end of 2020. Once I started hearing and seeing Bay Area people mm -hmm. and people like, well, if I if I can work anywhere, you know, I'm gonna work work in San Diego or live in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and so once I started catching on to that, that's that's when I started doing it. So towards the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's I, literally every single. Ad I do, I track, and those sponsored ads I can see, and the Bay Area ones they just they get the traction. They do, mm -hmm. yeah. Because you and I had a conversation about, um, you know, you change social media stuff mm -hmm. as well, and you've noticed the business coming from that yes. too. Are you talking about my videos? Or? Videos, mm -hmm. just your posts in general, all that kind of stuff. You, you've seen the business coming from that. Yeah, about a year ago, um, I 
I had a coaching call um, with with a uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of Jason Pantana, but um, he's with Tom Ferry. I'm not a Tom Ferry um, coaching member. I wish I was, but um, I I had reached out to Jason because I, I watched the summits and. Mm-hmm. Um, I had reached out to him maybe two years ago and said, do you have room? I would love for you to be my coach, but I would only sign up if you're my coach. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm booked. It's like, okay, I get it. Everybody wants him. Everybody wants him. And yeah. so then Summit came around again um, at the end of last year or some, I don't know, summer or sometime. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, and he, and he said, you know what? He's probably like, she's really persistent. That's the key. That's the key right there. And he said, I do not have room for coaching for a coaching client, uh, but I can take you on as a special project. Done. Sign me up. Absolutely. (laughs) Say less. (laughs) So um, the beginning of last year, uh, we had a few sessions and I said, please, I want you to tear apart my social media. Tell me where I can optimize it. What how can I do this better? Um, I'm I'm not perfect um, by any means, but he really helped get me moving in a better direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, my followers, uh, gosh, I think at that time on Instagram, I had like 800 followers and now I have like 2,600, but it's not, not. It's the engagement side of it, isn't it? And that's exactly what it is. It's being engaged. Um, he was like, why aren't you on TikTok? I'm like, shoot, I have to get on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> and so I opened a TikTok account. He helped, you know, just a lot of things and just thinking about um, SEO and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it really helped me. And so now I have clients that find me on social media and say, oh, I've been following you and I'm ready to buy a house. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, how'd you find me? Social media. And they, the reason I know also is they're messaging me on social media. Of course they are. So, um, and agents, um, agent to agent referrals. Yeah. Um, that's been amazing. Um, I've really dug into the Sotheby's network over the last few years. I'm embarrassed to say I, um, I didn't even really think much about when a client, in the past, when a client would say, oh, I'm, I'm moving to Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, safe travels. <laughs> I just, you know, yeah. it was not on my scope, like referrals. And so now that I am in, like, it's on my radar, every single person that that is moving, I am finding them a referral mm-hmm. agent. And so that's another reason why Genie is so important because these people that I see online, I want to meet them. And I want to, like, yeah. if I'm sending my client to them, I, like, I want to have a conversation and yeah. like, see, make sure it's going to be a good fit. But You don't want to just send someone to a name. No. You know, because it, it reflects on you too. It's not just them. Exactly. It reflects on you and you want to create and establish a relationship with them first. Yes. Um, do you think you weren't really into, or it wasn't on your radar referral wise, because that wasn't something that was done in your previous companies? Oh, absolutely. It was not. So that that is another thing that Sotheby's does. Like they're all about keeping mm-hmm. it in-house. Um no, the other company, like, it was never talked about. Like, really? it was, I mean, maybe it is now, but it Everyone's was... one's trying to follow Sotheby's lead with it. It was not a thing. And so I just, it, it and here's the other thing is when I, when I joined Sotheby's, I had just literally had a baby. Like, I, 
join two months. So I was in that. I was just taking care of my clients and just survival mode. And and so I a lot of the extra stuff, I it was just extra stuff. Yeah. I was just like survive like take care of my clients, take care of my family, <laughs> and maybe I get a meal. <laughs> you know, it's it's so because obviously I don't I'm I'm not at that stage in my life, so I can be selfish with a lot of things. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting to hear that because we built our business on referrals from Oregon to Washington. That mm -hmm. was our, that's, that's how it all started for us. And so, um, our previous company was part of leading Ari. And so it was great for referrals and we did a lot of relo business. And if we had a client moving out of state, we would go through leading Ari and go to another leading Ari company mm. and that was fine. But this is a, this is a whole nother level. This is, this is a incredible personal relationship level yes that you won't get anywhere else at that point and i've been talking to people at genie who have been with some of these 10 15 years whatever it is some of their best friends mm -hmm. are agents from around the country oh yeah I can and see they that. do get togethers like every year they all meet mm -hmm. up in a certain place and they get together and um there's a group of seven women and They've been getting together every year oh, for 15 years. No. Yeah. That's nice. For 15 years. That's really and, nice. Um, and they're, like, they're the best friends, you know. They're all each other. They would be at their weddings if they were getting married now. You know, that kind of thing. They would, they yeah. would all be there. And um, th that's what I love about it. It's incredible. And this, this is the stuff that was, personally, I think it was made for us as well in terms yeah. of the way we built our business before. Yeah. But um, tell me more about the uh, the the transition into Sotheby's while you just had a baby then because that's a, that's a big deal. It was. Um, you know, I was, just, I was telling somebody earlier, um, I love to work. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person that's meant to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I, I learned that real quick. I love my kids and I'm a great mom, but I'm a good mom because I am have my away time yeah. <laughs> and that's like you know so um but I love I love the baby stage like the little that oh uh, so, so what as a mom um I was able I, my clients always would be like please bring your baby with you now my husband works from home he's remote so and he's been remote since before our baby was born our babies were born and um so it was easy for me to while I go show a house, hey, Chris, can you please watch Brandon or whatever? And he would. Uh, he was a trooper. And, we, you know, because he was able to work his thing. But there were times where he had a work call. And he's like, eh, I had those baby ergos, those little things that would strap on. Mm -hmm. And my kids loved them. They would sleep. So I would go and I would tell my clients that it was all, if it was somebody that was not pro-baby, then I, you know, I couldn't do that. But my mom lives a mile down the street. Uh -huh. Um and that that's just you know a working mom you you adjust and um joining the brand my manager at the time she was so sweet she understood like she said to take the time you need like and but i was at the hospital the day i gave birth i had a listing it was the cutest little house it said it was a two bedroom on paper i never found that second bedroom the, it was an <laughs> it was old <laughs> <hidden. laughs> it was an old house they they called it a sleeping porch it was an old house and they said okay. classify it was like a historic home um i that one went live um and we we had our our offers and i i had a multiple counter offer sent out that was due back on august 15th at 5 p.m. 
everybody wanted that house and they all responded at 9 a.m. I knew I was going to need to respond back by five. At 1.22, I gave birth. And so <laughs> I'm in the hospital and I realized after I got this baby here, I was like, shoot, I need, <laughs> I had to like call agents. Like, Sorry, you didn't get the house. Congratulations, your client. <laughs> um, and, but that's, you know, that's realtor life. That's you know? realtor life. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting because that is the uh, perfect example of we can, we never switch off and like completely. <laughs> yes, there are times where we, we'll take a mental break, but in the back of your mind, you're always thinking about certain things to do with your clients. And always, if you're thinking of that when you literally have just had a baby, <laughs> I don't know if you can ever not think about it at that point. That's an incredible story. I mean, it was just really funny because it was like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like the best day ever. And then it was like, oh crap, I have to, <laughs> I have to get some work done. So it was like, you know, making some phone calls, but it was... It was fantastic. Well, I mean, at this point, it shouldn't be a problem multitasking at G&E if you can no. multitask after having a baby. You know, it, it's, it, I multitask really well. Mm -hmm. I, um, sometimes almost too well, but, um, yeah, it's, this is, this has been a really good event, but sometimes it's, I feel like there's too many tabs open in my yeah. head and it's like that, that's when I realize, okay, <laughs> we got it. That's when you're like, okay, I've got to shut it down for a while. <laughs> got to shut it down. Yeah. Um, the frustrating part sometimes is occasionally that tends to happen when you have a client mm -hmm. when you can't shut it down mm -hmm. because they need a lot of things. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people don't realize the what the hours that we put in outside of the hours yep. for those kind of things. It's, it's not just people, they do give us credit for, hey, you, you know, you do all the marketing, you do all this, and that's fine. But we're, we're basically like therapists. Oh my too. gosh. I had a client tell me I, that she felt like I was her therapy dog. And I'm like, please don't call me a dog. <laughs> she said, you know, people have PTSD. She said, I'm like so stressed out. And she said, every time I talk to you, you calm me down. <laughs> and she she was buying a new build. And unfortunately, um, she had gone to talk to the builder before she realized she needed to bring me. It was an, And I was like, ah. But um, so, which was fine. But. So I was helping her because she wasn't getting the communication that she was getting from me with with the sale of her home mm -hmm. when on the buy. So she would call me all the time and she said, oh, you just calm me down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just calm me down. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Um, I, I think it is, it's all too common as well for that to be the case. Yeah. All too common. But we love the people we work with. There's a reason we keep going back most of the time. It's, there's, it's, there's no other high like getting an offer accepted, having a house sell, you know, there, mm -hmm. it's just like you have, like, for me, it's like a drug. It's like the highest of highs. Mm -hmm. Like when I can call a client go, oh my gosh, there were seven offers and your offer was accepted yeah. and, or the, to the seller, like, I just got you 70 grand over the list price <laughs> and they waive the appraisal. Like, <laughs> so that, It's so good that you say that because um, I think the journey as well, the journey makes that final movement even, movement? Moment even better. Yeah. Um, I just had a client right now who been looking with him for two years nearly. Wow. And he moved from Seattle right when Vancouver exploded. Oh, wow. And so he was getting out of the crazy Seattle market. He's never bought a house before, but they're renting. For the, so they're like, we can't buy in Seattle. We can't afford it. Moved to Vancouver and everything skyrocketed. Wow. So it was, it was so tough because 
they just they felt like their luck was just not there and they were just looking at it thinking are we ever going to find a home i didn't even show them a house for six months because they didn't even want to look at anything and we saw a house pop up at four hundred thousand, which is a horrific price point for so many people right now <laughs> um 12 offers in a day and a half uh, i'm surprised it even got to a day and a half. A day and a half, right? Mm-hmm. 25 grand above list price, which I was, you know, wasn't that, I was a bit, I kind of thought it might go a little bit higher, mm-hmm. but um, it needed work, a little bit of work here and there, but they got the house. Oh, nice. And making that phone call. Mm-hmm. Satisfying. He, he thought I was joking for about five minutes straight and he thought I was lying. And, but I was almost in tears making that phone yeah. call because I was so happy for them. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the listing side and I mean, that house that I helped him buy at 400,000 is probably my favorite one. And it's going to close on the 1st of May and it's going to be great. I had a listing start of last year where they, they bought their house for 750 in 2019. Uh, and it was a custom build on a half an acre, like 3,000 square feet, single level, um, backed onto a green space. Really hard to find something like that. But they bought it for 750 in 2019. And they, f- they saw a house at the start of last year that was the forever home. Mm-hmm. But they had to sell it at 950 to make it work. Oh. And they had just had an appraisal six months before that came in at 825. Okay. And I said, well, let's just try listing it at 950. <laughs> Listed it at 950. Two offers on day two at 950, then one at 975, then one at a million 25. Oh my God. And then someone came in at a million, nine fi- a million 95. With 350,000 down and 300,000 in appraisal protection. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting there, I called him and I said, if you don't take this offer, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do because you never ever receive <laughs> an offer again. this good for this house. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> that is just the perfect buyer for your house at that time. Right. And uh, they were obviously ecstatic. Oh, that's so great. They loved everything about it. It was great. Oh. Yeah. You, I feel with Reels that you just get so emotionally involved in, even though you're not the one buying the house or selling the house. Mm-hmm. I feel as a part of every sale, like I get, I'm just, I'm a, like, you become part of the family. I do. And, you know, like, I love that you can meet somebody and they're your client at the beginning, but you end it and your friends or family. I say to everybody when I go into an appointment, let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. We, I spend 20 minutes get, at the start. We don't even talk about anything <laughs> other than each other and who we are and Tell me your story. I want to hear your story. This is exactly why I'm doing this because I want to get to know more people in our in our brand. Um, because if we don't have a relationship, it's never going to be successful. Right. It's never going to happen. Right. And I that's how your business grows organically. I think at that point is through because you'll get referrals out of that, and they're totally the best agree. ones. And when a client, when someone reaches out to you and says, "Hey, by the way, um, you sold out or helped someone buy a house," and um, they recommended you. That's just, that's the best feeling. That to me is the biggest compliment. Mm-hmm. People can say, oh, you're really nice or whatever. But to for somebody to actually like refer me somebody yeah. because I worked with them and I helped them and they, I did something good for them. Like that is the biggest kudos I could ever get. Absolutely. Yeah. The trust of, you know, they have to trust us to handle their most valuable asset. Yeah that they'll ever have. And for a lot of people, there are investors out there, there are people who own multiple homes, but for a lot of people, they'll only home, have one house. Yes. And that's it. And if it's not done right, mm-hmm. so I had a client come to us um, last summer 
and their friend helped them list the house. Oh. And she's lovely. Mm-hmm. I think I've spoken to her a couple of times before. She's a realtor in the area as well. But she told them she could get, I think it was 800000 for the house. And they had no showings in weeks. Oh, no. no phone calls, no nothing. And um, she told them they would get cash buyers in one weekend and they never did. It was on five acres. Wow. A very kind of unique property. Only about 1,400 square feet house with a shop. But you sit there and think, as soon as I heard that, price you knew it wasn't right mm-hmm. around the numbers the numbers were 575 oh man so i, I don't know where 800 came from yeah. but you you go down that's that line of trusting you to do your absolute best for them and do it in the right way that's tough and uh, we took the listing on and it sold at 600 in or 610 um in like two weeks which was great that's awesome i think it shows as well in this market i don't know how it how it's, is where you are but in this market Anything that's way overpriced or even semi-overpriced is not selling. No. People are not doing it anymore. It's not the 2020 market or the they 2021 market yeah. where five sellers were like, okay, well, I think my house is worth this, even though it really was worth yeah. 100000 under. And then it would get multiple offers even over. Like mm-hmm. it, that was just insanity. Insanity. And yes. I'm really glad we're not in that anymore. I know, me too. I think this uh, like a market like this shows that if you're going to be good, you, you you have to be good to survive now. Yeah. And you have to put the work in. Right. And um, there are some not so great agents out there who joined to make money quickly. And I think this is going to show the difference. There's a lot of realtors getting out of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard just in my area, agents that are now taking jobs, doing other things, talking about not renewing their license. And that that also happened. I saw that. So I got into real estate in 2007. Everybody, when I... What they, a time to get into real know, estate, 2007. <laughs> and everybody was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've always wanted to do it. And this is the per- my, timing in my life worked out. Mm-hmm. It So I learned on short sales and foreclosures. My first listing was a short sale. Um, and that was before they had short sale negotiators. So... I would have to call the banks 6 a.m. Eastern time or San Diego time, which was 9 a.m. Eastern time. I would get up to call, wait on hold for an hour to have some short, this uh, bank person, get, oh, your file. And I could, I can imagine there were stacks of files on, on, on their desks and to tell me, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't got to your file yet. Months. But that first listing Without a short sale negotiator, I actually sold it, got short sale approval, and I represented the buyer as well. That's a good deal. <laughs> That's a so, good deal. But after that, then I learned, then then short sale negotiator became a job. Somebody took that job, and I happily... <laughs> I was about to say, I, I'm not sure you're that sad about that. Uh-uh, uh, I was not. No, no. Uh, I happily, um, because it made my life a lot smoother, and that way I could focus on the interaction with my clients, not having to wait on hold and have some cranky bank person, Yeah, you know? Nope, sorry. <laughs> exactly. So uh, what's life like outside of real estate? As much as it can be. Well. Because our life is pretty much work. So but, my, uh, yeah. but what's it like outside of real estate? Well, I have three little kids. Um, my youngest just turned six, and my oldest is going to be 10 this year. They're all 22 months apart. 
Um, it's like you planned it. Uh, you know what? It's it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was not planned, but that's how it happened, and it it was perfect. Um, so my two boys, they're in Little League, and so I'm Little League mom. I love that. Um, that is, like, so fun watching them develop. Last year, uh, they were both on the same team. We held my, my older son because we took time off with COVID. We just... You know, we didn't know how it was going to go. So we just said, oh, we don't need to. And my kids were not into sports at the time. So we're like, we're not going to force it if you're not. But um, yeah, they're like watching them. I the the I am the loudest cheerer like there. <laughs> I get and parents turn around and look at me and I'm like, that's my kid. <laughs> but I'm so proud. Like, because I see the progress that they've made. They're they're not naturally athletic. And so we have, we have had to really, my husband, uh, he's so athletic and he, he was like really good at baseball and basketball. And he, he, his dream was to have these little athletes and it's a little sad, <laughs> but they're, they're just means more work, right? Yeah. Just more work. So, so outside of that, we're, we're, I'm a sports mom. Uh, I love to travel. Um, this year we're going to Europe, uh, we're taking the family for the first time. To, uh, so we're going, Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> we are <laughs> we are going to London. Inside joke, don't And I? then Scotland and then Ireland. So I'll be gone for almost three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and it's gonna be amazing. So I'm I'm really excited. I wanna meet other agents there as well. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be that's my focus. Uh well, one of my focuses. That'll I'm, be a really interesting conversation for you over there because real estate is not done the same. Really? I'm not even close. Oh. Like our job doesn't really exist over there in the same way. How? How so? So in general, um, for the most part, if you're if you're buying a house, it's dealt with by solicitors and lawyers. Oh, that's like East Coast. They have, you know, you lawyers involved. Uh no, no, this is basically all lawyers. Oh so, wow. <laughs> um now it might be different with higher end. Uh-huh. I don't know if that <clears throat> I don't know if that changes anything. But for the most part, um, I was talking to my parents about this not not that long ago. Because for one, they can't believe that you can get a thirty-year fixed mortgage, because there it's like three to five years. Three to five years, wow. your rate. Wow. Your rate changes every three to five years. Yikes. Yeah, and so people right now are freaking out. Yeah. Back home, they have been now too, because, and that's where we have our little inventory crisis here. Mm-hmm. because everybody has got that rate and they're not going to get rid of that rate for a long time now because <laughs> why would they? And I don't blame them. No. And for a lot of people, conversation in a listing is, hey, I'm happy to sell your house, but do you want to keep this? Yeah. This could be great. I know. I feel myself telling my clients the same, like, do you really need to sell? Why are you selling? Like, yeah. like let's talk about this because you're in a really good situation. This could be a great rental property. <laughs> yeah. But I think it'd be really interesting for you to talk to some of those people when you go over there. I will. Because um, it's like a six-month process to buy a house. Wow. I know. It's not, it's not quick. It's huh? not quick. <laughs> there's no 30-day escrow. <laughs> there's no 30-day escrow. And you don't sign contracts until you close. So there's no protection in there in terms of the way we have it with an inspection contingency, financing contingency, all the above. Hmm. None of that begins until you make an offer on a house. Oh. But you make a house and I make an offer on the house and you go in and then they start running your financials. But for some people, it takes three months to get that taken care of. Oh, wow. Which you look at how fast paced our industry is and you compare that and you say, I can't imagine being in that scenario. I mean, I'm just surprised that 
that it's that way. I know. But they, <laughs> there hasn't been some. I don't want to say too. progress because there, there's a reason it's that way. But right. it's like it's true, and it's it's similar in France. We have a client who's oh. um, uh, they're from Nice, so they live on the or they used to live on the mm. south coast of France. Which I don't know why he moved back here again. So <laughs> Lee met them, my business partner met them, and they are the nicest people ever. They're fantastic, oh, no. um, and he, he works for Apple. And uh, a couple years ago, Lee helped them buy a house maybe five years, six years ago. They moved back to France three years ago. Mm. And then last year, they moved back here again because oh. he got another promotion to move oh, back. Oh, when he had to do the job. Mm -hmm. But th while they were there, they sent me a video of you know their backyard space. Um, and they've got this incredible patio, mm. which has got a built-in pool. And it's overlooking the coast. Oh my gosh. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, mate, why are you coming back? Should've he said, loves can the I come lifestyle. visit? <laughs> can I, I was like, can we, can we switch? Can we switch? Can I go live in your house? That's great. It's amazing. But they might be moving back to France again in another year. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know how that's going to go. But anyway. That's a big move to move back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah, we have some clients right now who are from Tasmania. Oh um, they're French, but they were in Colorado moved to Portugal in 2020, then moved to Tasmania at wow. the end of 2021, and now they've decided that they don't want to be there anymore and decided Vancouver, Washington's their home. So you never know who you're going to meet. You never know. But I think it'd be great for you to have some of those conversations with those, with those people when you go on this trip because I, I only had a few very brief conversations last year, and yeah. it was eye-opening for me. Well, I'm now that you... Tell me, I, that is one thing I'm going to ask them about because I'm very intrigued on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I look and think, wow, we're lucky. Yeah, we're lucky to be in the in the type of job we're in. Absolutely, and, and kind of do it the way we do it. Mm -hmm. I think anyway. Um, but aside from your trip, what else are you looking forward to this year? Oh, this year. Um, well, trips trips are a big thing for us. Um, I'm going to go to H and E in October. Oh, you're going to go? I'm going. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I hope um, you're gonna go. <sighs> I Come might. On. Well, see, I'm going back to England in August for two oh. weeks. I'm taking my dad to play golf in Scotland. You, yes. So I'm going for that, and then I have my yearly golf trip to Bandon Dunes in October. Mm. Um, so maybe it might conflict with that. Maybe. But, yeah. um, I was actually hoping to do another ninja installation in September okay. in Atlanta mm. because. That has to happen. Yeah. They're just the best people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the best the people. Atlanta people are awesome. Just, yeah. I mean, just ninja people in general yeah. are the best. But um, hopefully, I might make it to H&E. Okay. Well, I hope to see you there. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Because that would be my first smaller event. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. You, Yeah. You, you definitely need to see a smaller event yeah. as well to compare. Uh, they're both amazing. But um, the smaller being a little more intimate, mm -hmm. you get... To, like no I don't know I just feel like you you can see more people yeah and get to know them a little better yeah absolutely yeah anything else anything else coming up on the radar oh I'm I am just digging into work right now yeah. um I yeah I've got a I've got a big goal this year of homes and um so I'm I'm gonna work really hard to make it happen how, how did you adjust mindset with this year because I don't know have things dropped off a lot because I didn't you didn't you tell me that end of year was really busy end of year was really like, busy. was like busiest quarter last it year it was yes it was my busiest quarter ever which for, <laughs> for us it was completely dead yeah people weren't even looking 
they didn't want to see homes. Let me tell you, the last three years, I have never worked so hard in December. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas Eve, New Year's. I mean, like normally I, December, because it's typically slower. Yeah. um, I'm enjoying the holidays with my family and we're just, you know, and I I always um, enjoy the slow times Mm -hmm. because... I know it's only temporary. Like yeah. it when this business, I've I've learned to embrace it and go, you know what? This is a time, this is when I get organized. I make sure my CRM is yep. all up to date and just, you know, get my systems back because when things are crazy, things just get you, everywhere. You don't have time to do that. No, we and, always say <laughs> you always say you're either working in it, in your business or on it. Right. You never you're never taking it off. Right. It's always just a different type of work yes. at that point. Right. Um and I like to say it rains sometimes. <laughs> Tsunami <laughs> sometimes is what happens. It rains sometimes. Just... And when it rains, it's slow. <laughs> and then you have a storm. <laughs> yeah. You got the monsoon. I, I felt like this last December was just like, got hit by a wave, like a big tsunami. Like mm-hmm. it was just, but it was great. I mean, I I embraced it. Um, my family, fortunately, like all understood. That's they key. understand. That's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's key. I, we we have such a specific job that is dependent on so many external factors mm-hmm. that having a supporting significant other and family and understanding that I don't want to be spending as little time as I am. I want to be spending more time with you, but yes. I cannot do that right now. Yes. My kids fully understand, like, well, my, at least my oldest, we we go through it. Mommy's got to hold this open house today. When I come back, we, we're going to do something fun, but I've got this house to sell. Mm-hmm. This house, you know, we have to sell because we got, you know, whatever. Um, and so they're, they're understanding. Um, and it's really important for me, to un- for my kids to understand uh, you work to make money. Yeah. Like, you don't work, you don't make money. Like, there's a direct correlation. I, I'm not lazy, and I don't want my kids to grow up being lazy. Yeah. So I'm starting to put them to work. Um, you know, they they help me put my signs out and just, you know, those type of things, folding flyers yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a family business. And it's also because my, when you're a realtor, it's like, it almost takes over, you know, it's like the whole family. And yeah. so you have to have those supporting roles um, or else it doesn't work. Nope. If you have somebody that's not supportive, like my husband is amazing. He is so supportive. He is here this this event. Like you know, he was not going to turn down Vegas. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but um, he's he's just very supporting. I I could not do what I do without him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I I would just be dead in the water. Well, I mean, he sounds like one tremendous guy with the ten year trip to Tahiti and everything else as well. Incredible. You won the jackpot there. He's he's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great. Well, I'm glad you're really looking forward to the rest of the year. Yeah, thank yeah. you. What do you think's gonna come up this year? What are you telling, you know, buyers and sellers? Well, I I believe the interest rates we're gonna see them creeping down. Creep a little bit by a little. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Not not drastic, but I, I do think we're gonna we're gonna see some movement down. And every time I've seen them creep down. All of a sudden, we have more buyer demand. It's funny how that works. Isn't I, it? I know. And <laughs> my my lender partner, she was talking about um, the application rates, like uh-huh. when when it just 
even a quarter percent, all of a sudden they're getting calls from people that, oh, we got to do it. Um, and in San Diego, we still, we have such a low inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping. Around a month? Hmm? Around a month yeah. of inventory? Yeah, yeah. same. I, I am hoping that we can get a li- unlock a little bit more inventory bit and more. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, so that way, you know, we, we have some homes for buyers to buy. Yeah, absolutely. That would be nice. So um, right now our market's pretty stable in San Diego. Yeah. Our median home price is right around 900000 obviously, based on... Stable. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a median home price. Yeah. Ours is like 500 525 mm-hmm. Um, So I think I need to come sell some stuff in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> now, like that Coronado neighborhood I'm talking about, there like the $3 million, $4 million, you know? Get me, in there. get me into that neighborhood. I went and looked at... I looked at all the open houses there and brokers open, everything, and there was this beautiful home... Um, and it was just a couple doors down, like it, uh, it to be called beachfront. It was not beachfront, but mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, I forget how big that home was. It had a full basement, like the gym yeah. was the best gym I've ever seen in my life. It had a full blown theater, <laughs> um, 32 million, 32 million. Yeah. 32 million. 32 million. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. And I looked up cause I'm like curious. Okay. Who owns a $32 million house. I did figure it out. It's like, and they, they make a lot of money. <laughs> Makes sense. They have a very successful business. Yeah. It correlates. <laughs> yeah, it correlates. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You and I are definitely going to keep in touch. Absolutely. Down the line as well. Um, I think it's great. We've, we've shared some, some practices already and um, I've enjoyed every one of our conversations. Thank and, you, my uh, friend. Looking forward to loads more, but appreciate you making some time and coming out and Hanging out with this incredible home. Hey, thanks for making it happen. Of course. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye.